Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I am your host, Joe Oltman. And I'm Max McGuire. And we are going to be talking about protecting life today on the March for Life that is happening. 49th year since Roe vs. Roe vs. Wade, 49th anniversary of Roe vs. Wade. March for Life events are taking place in Washington, D.C., around the globe. Some different areas do it different parts of the week, depending on scheduling, but almost everyone who is out there is out there today. So it's a well, big day for the pro-life movement. Uh, so we're going to talk about it. Well, and what's really interesting is that uh, the Supreme Court is actually ruling in the favor of the people to protect life. And there's something that everyone should know about. Since Roe versus Wade was passed, more black babies have been killed than born alive. It's yeah. a crazy statistic because, and, and it's not even just generally in totality. You look at places like New York City, even to this day, black abortions outnumber black live births. Yeah. So it's not even just like, oh, that statistic is from decades ago and, and we're just catching up. It's happening. Still yeah. to this day, in different areas of the country, you see more black babies aborted than born. And uh, it makes you wonder. I mean, it's not just. African-Americans, it's white, Hispanic. It makes you wonder how many Einsteins we lost, how many, I don't know, Mariah Carey's, how many all-stars, geniuses, superstars were lost to the scourge of abortion. We will never know. We'll never know. Well, and the bad part about that is that, you know, it's a decision you make. It's a decision you make that you can't ever take back. So I'm going to... I'm going to be a little uh, transparent here. This is going to be, I mean, some of you might hate me. So many years ago, and I already told you that I'd be transparent about a lot of things. So, uh, but many years ago, I paid for an abortion. And there's actually not a day that goes by that I don't think about that, that moment. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't regret it. There's not a day that doesn't go by that I don't look back and go, why did I do that? I mean, I have two beautiful children. Actually, not children much anymore. They're adults, young adults. And I wonder what would be if I wouldn't have done that. And I'm not the one that had to go through it. It's a hard thing to live with. There's a lot of people that have come forward that have said the same thing. So it's uh, the amount of regret that you feel as a result of that is uh, pretty astounding. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and there's, there's an element of it. There's absolutely an element of victimhood to it. I mean, people, women who are, I don't know, conned into thinking that it's just a medical procedure, that it's, it's just, a, just your average kind of outpatient kind of procedure. Um, they come to realize just how significant the choice they made was and, and people, <clears throat> people regret it. And it's one of those things. It's, it's once it's done, it's done. I mean, there have been tremendous strides in actually reversing abortions. So there's a push now around the country to do more, um, med, uh, do more uh, prescription abortions. So the abortion pill, obviously with, with COVID-19, they don't want people coming into facilities as much, so instead of coming in for an actual abortion procedure, they're really pushing these abortion pills. And there's been tremendous, there have been tremendous developments in how to reverse abortion pills. Um, so I, th that's a silver lining in it, I guess. Um, you can't really reverse dismemberment abortions. But 
when it comes to the abortion pill, there are a lot of really, really heartwarming stories of, of babies who are saved all around this country every day. But it's a fight. It, it, it's, it's a fight. And it, it's, it's kind of like, like when you hear people who've committed suicide or tried to commit suicide, they jump off the Golden Gate Bridge and they immediately regret it, right? They, they, they jump off the building and they immediately regret it. At that point, it's too late. But they regret it and they wish they could take it back. And so well, I can part tell of you is that... not just saving babies, also saving women from the heartbreak that comes from, from an abortion killing a child. Well, I know that you can't the, the 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 conversation that you have after as well. It it um yeah, I don't know how a relationship survives it either. I just don't. We live in interesting times because obviously you have states that are passing laws to add more restrictions to abortion. Obviously, there's the um, the Alabama law. There is the Texas law. We put up my screen, Mr. Producer. Just yesterday, um, the Supreme Court rejected a push to shut down the abortion ban in Texas, if we can put up my screen. Here's from NPR. Supreme Court for the third time allows Texas to bar abortions after six weeks. This was a fight on the court just yesterday over where the case should go to. So the Supreme Court hasn't heard the case on the merits. They've basically been hearing challenges to the different injunctions that had been put in place. Democrats, liberals, pro-abortion people, they wanted it to go back to the district court level. And that was the judge that had originally shut down Texas's abortion ban. The conservatives, pro-life, we wanted it to go to the appeals level. That's where we wanted them to throw the case back to because the appeals court is the one that allowed the ban to stay in place while the case was being heard. 6-3. I mean, that's how crazy this is. It, it's common sense. If, if a case is appealed to the uh, appellate level, that's where it goes back to. But you had three Supreme Court justices just yesterday still trying to play games with just the technicality of where it would go to try and get a win. This is... This well, I think become that, disgustingly politicized. I, I think that that's the the issue is is that we have a compromised uh, state of government. I mean, the government itself is completely compromised, bloated, out of control, no accountability, no consequences. Uh, you know, that it, it's a it's a the and we. So we, the American people, treated like slaves, and that they can do whatever they want, right? They can they can literally act with impunity and they can politicize things because the right just the ethical standards that exist in our country are no longer there. They have justified them away. And for many years we've talked about the slippery slope. We talked about the slippery slope when it comes to abortion. And over the last fifty years, what has happened, Max? The the, the abortion now they're saying that they should be able to kill a baby when it comes out. It doesn't come out perfect. Go ahead yeah. and kill it. Yeah. And, and it's, uh, you know, it, it uh, you know, I had a friend whose girlfriend got pregnant and she was going to have an abortion. And so I said, well, if you take the baby to full term, I'll pay for all the medical bills and I'll, I'll take your baby. We'll take your baby. And um, so she's like, you do that? And I go, absolutely. I'd raise, I'd raise your child as my own. And this is someone that I knew way back in, she, she lived in Virginia but I've, I've known the, their family in some way, shape, or form for, you know, 30 years. And uh, so she went to talk to him, and I've known him, right? He's, he's a good guy. He's good friends with my brother. And uh, his comment was, I would rather the baby die than know someone else was raising my kid. That's terrible. That's, that was my... That's horrible. But then, but th but look at a baby that's born, you know, out, you know, just it's completely born, and then and then wanting through the slippery slope to terminate that baby, because they didn't like the way it looks, or maybe it's missing a finger, or maybe something's wrong with the baby. Maybe there's nothing wrong. with you just made it at the very end. Like, yep, I I can't take care of baby. I'm just kill it. And yet there are people that are willing to take care of these children, give them a full and loved life. 
And so um, I just asked her again. I said, well, what would you, <clears throat> what do you want to do? And uh, her comment was, well, let me think about it. And then I didn't hear from her for a week and a half. And then I heard from someone else that she went and got an abortion. So, you know, I, I was willing to turn my life upside down to bring in a child, adopt a child into my home. And uh, now he decided that it was better that, there, that nobody else should raise his child. What was worse about that is that <clears throat> about nine months later, she got pregnant again, and they had that child. Nine months later. So just, just think about that. Just think about the... Yeah. No, it, it's heartbreaking. And you see, I mean, I, I, I have two kids. I could never imagine that thought crossing my mind that um, rather the child be dead than to have someone else raise him. I mean, it's, it's a very selfish, it's a very selfish thought. I'd, I'd rather the child die than live without me in their life. Um, I would do anything for my kids. Um, and I mean, that that's part of being a parent, being willing to, to die for your kids. That story is in reverse, right? I mean, it's, it's talking about the kids that the, the child should die for the parent. Um, now I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they took their next baby to term and I'm, 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 I hope that they are building a loving family, but it's a, it's a very warped way of thinking. It shows you just how kind of twisted this whole thing has become with, with propaganda. I mean, and it's even on the, on the right, on the conservative side, I, w I was looking at cuts to pull for today and I, I didn't really want to give any of these people airtime. I mean, today, obviously, March for Life, anniversary of Roe versus Wade, every single Republican is out there releasing a video, right, giving a speech, doing floor speeches, proclaiming that they fight, they fight for the rights of the unborn. But almost all of them, not all of them, the, the number of, of Republicans who are, are holding line on this is growing, but so many of those Republicans repeat the same BS talking point that they oppose abortion except for, and this is how you know that they get you, except for instances of rape, incest, incest, and when the life of the mother is at risk. And there are very few exceptions to, to, to basically make murder legal, right? Self-defense. That, that, that's when it is legal to take the life of another human being. So I, I guess in, in that respect, if, if a woman, if, if, if a pregnancy was killing a woman, I, I guess maybe you could make an ethical, moral argument for it. But the whole notion of for the life of the mother has been so warped and twisted to the point now when they're, where they are doing late-term abortions because they say that parenthood will hurt the mother's mental health. I mean, that's how they've twisted this. It's not like yeah. the mother will hemorrhage if she takes this baby determined and will die. It's, oh, well, the mother has anxiety, and therefore having a baby is not conducive to that anxiety. <laughs> I, I encourage anyone who hasn't already had a child to, <laughs> to go into it expecting anxiety. <laughs> it, it comes with the territory. But the left has transformed this into, into just an, a loophole. I mean, you talk about incest. Uh, terrible. Incest is terrible. No one supports incest. No one supports rape, right? But what does that exception mean? If you're going to allow someone to get an abortion if they've been raped, what does that mean? Do you wait for the person to be convicted? That can take over a year in courts. What if the rapist isn't named? I mean, it happens all the time. People get raped and they don't know who their rapist is. How do you, how do you actually enforce that exception? You can't. I mean, anyone could just say, oh, I was raped. And that would give them an exception to have an abortion. And if you say, oh, I was raped, well, then, okay, well, he's going to trial. The trial gets delayed over a year. The woman has to give birth anyway. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's just a cav It's just a carve-out attempt for Republicans to be able to say that they're pro-life while also keeping abortion legal at the same time. And I want nothing well, to do with it. Just so you know, there's, there's the ability to now that if you are raped— you can literally walk in and get a pill. I think they call it the day after pill or something. 
and that effectively ends that pregnancy, right? Yeah, that's an abortion. So, <clears throat> I mean, I think that that literally stops it before it even becomes. I mean, again, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about semantics. I don't think you just let. I, I think you have to have an ability for. You know, a woman's raped on Tuesday. On Wednesday, takes the day after pill, and terminates any any ability for her to get pregnant. I, I don't I don't know if I would agree that that is something you shouldn't be able to do as a woman. I think waiting six, eight, ten weeks to get it done. I think I think that's when the the problem starts. But I mean, it's it's the same thing as when they, um, you know, back in the days that for rapes they would do this cleansing thing. Um, cleansing the, the canal for a woman, right? That was the thing well, that they did it, during it case really, of rape. It comes down to the question, what, what, what is the moment of, of life? When does this baby count as a baby? Um, I mean, most definitions would say it's when, when the, I mean, scientifically, it's when the sperm cell reaches the egg and you can see all the changes taking place. The morning after pill is designed to prevent a fertilized egg from implanting into the uterus. So that that baby, you're talking about an egg that has already been um, has already met up with the sperm cell, and that is a that's a that's a baby. It's not attached to the wall yet, and the the morning after pill can also kill a a, a baby that has already implanted into the uterine wall. So it, it's it listen if if we're gonna come up with a definition when does life exist when does life start i mean it, it scientifically it begins at conception and if the definition of murder is killing another human being any effort to deliberately kill a human being i mean it just uh, th this is where i mean i used to i used to look at it that way too like oh well it, it's just it's just I like a, a heavy dose it's just like a heavy dose of uh of birth control pills right but when you actually look at it scientifically, it, it is designed to kill that baby. I, I can't get behind it. I just can't. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think that, you know, this is the hard part about me getting really upset and screaming at people and talking to people about what they think. You know, I tell everyone that I am 100% pro-life, yet I just redefine the standards by which I say pro-life. I say pro-life based on you know, you know that something happened on Tuesday, then you should be able to do something Tuesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or, you know, it shouldn't. And, and you would say, no, nah, I can't I can't get behind that. I would tell you the amount of uh, turmoil that a woman would go through if she didn't have that option could be equal to that of of the, the opposite. Right. You have violent rapes that occur and, you know, that I don't know if you'd want to relive that. I, and again, I don't want to, you know, so this is the, the terror that I have is that women do have a right over their body. They don't have a right to kill another human being. But I, I would relent to the fact that the day after that that, that would be um, killing a child. Maybe, maybe scientifically that's true. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, and this is the, this is the delicate issue of this. Obviously, emotions are always going to be raw. People are going to be traumatized. You talk about you don't want a woman to relive the trauma. I'm a firm believer that um, that violence <laughs> should not be a response to violence. I mean, it, it's one thing to defend yourself from an attacker. It's another thing to say I was attacked and therefore I'm going to take it out on another living being. Um, the baby in the womb at every single stage from insemination through birth is a homo sapien. It is a human being. At no point is it a different species. At no point is it, uh, I mean, it, if it's alive, it's alive, right? And I worry, and this is where I talk about the exceptions, I worry that this is just, if, if the baby is alive, it's alive. If abortion is murder, it's murder. And unless you are being attacked by a fetus, I have a hard time wrapping my head around justification to kill the baby. Now, the other side of it is, if, if a woman is pregnant and gets cancer, that woman should have every right to get chemotherapy, to get radiation, even though that would likely kill the baby. I, it's, 
from my vantage point, intent really does matter, right? Yeah. If you are going to get radiation treatment for cancer and that ends up killing the baby, that is tragic, right? But that is not the intent of the procedure. So that's, that's where I can understand, like for the woman's life, intent matters, right? It's just, it's the difference between a uh, unintentional homicide and first degree murder, right? Intent f planning, it really does matter. And if we're going to talk about life and say that life should be protected, we undercut our message when we start talking about exceptions and people can believe whatever they want to believe, right? Um, you believe whatever you want to believe. Well, it's not a matter of but believing whatever you want to believe. I think, I think, be. I think this is one of those conversations we should have dialogue on though. Right. And you know, this, this is the part that drives me crazy about some <clears throat> quote unquote Christians is that it's, it's, you're only a Christian if you're their type of Christian, you're only a Christian if you do what they tell you to do. And there's a lot of people in this movement, by the way, that do similar things to this and the movement of just accountability and saving our nation. And it's all about them. And look, I, I, I get, I get along with everyone, but I get pressure from everyone as well saying, Hey, can you come out and, and, you know, say, this is not true and attack these people. You need to get off the fence. And I want to tell them to go, pardon my language, go f yourself. I'm not standing on a fence. Right. Sorry, Mr. Producer, you're going to have to bleep that. But it's the same thing when it comes to here. We, we've got to we, this is one of those things you got to have a conversation on. And you can't. I just I just literally told the world that I paid for an abortion. I mean, I, I know of many people that that feel that pain that have been down that down that place that would never admit that have kids. And I think to myself, man, I, how could I? If you want to know the thing that I think about the most, like the things I've done in my life that I regret the most, that's, at the, that's the very top thing. And it wasn't the morning after. So I, I was living a life of convenience. It would have messed up my life. And now I look at it and go, how could I? How could I? So I think that it's a more delicate conversation that we have to have because I just told you our, we have differences. I think that we have to create a standard. And I think that right now that standard has been set at a heartbeat. Has it not been set at a heartbeat? Well, no, I mean, that's, so that's the legislation that is being passed, but the purpose of the legislation is for incremental bans on abortion. I mean, that, that's the goal, yeah. right? So um, there's the pain capable, Unborn Child Protection Act, which sets it at, I believe, 21 weeks, the moment at which an unborn child can feel pain. There's a heartbeat yeah. bill, which is a little bit earlier, a tiny bit earlier. Um, and there are also proposals to ban abortion from the moment of conception. Um, got a lightning storm or something. Lights are flashing. Sorry about <laughs> on that. You, Joe. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, and, and so one of the commenters just said that these are two men talking about what a woman can do with her body. No, I mean, I just I just explained that if a woman needs life saving treatment that could potentially kill an unborn child, then th that is absolutely their protected right. I mean, there you'd be shocked to learn how many things are technically abortifacient. If you are pregnant and you go to a yoga class, you could have a spontaneous miscarriage. Right. If you go on a bicycle, if you fall down the stairs, I mean, anyone who's ever been pregnant or had a wife who's pregnant, you know, just how vulnerable that baby is. Pretty much anything. Pretty much anything can end that end that life. It's true. Right. There's a difference, though, when we're talking about intentional, the intentional act of killing an unborn child. And I would I would posit to everyone that your chromosomes that your your gender your sex has absolutely no bearing over whether or not someone should have the right to kill another human being i would also posit that in the country we live in men are expected to <laughs> to pay child support for the child right and the minute the child is born if you are the father you are on the hook for life meanwhile the simultaneous argument is that the father has absolutely no right to decide whether or not the child should be born. That is a very unequal 
very, it's not even a balancing act. The scales are completely tipped, right? So we live in a society where there, there is no justice in that regard. But I, I would caution people because these are, these are Democrat talking points, right? If you're not black, you're not allowed to talk about racism. If you're not gay, you're not allowed to talk about gay issues. If you're not transgender, you're not allowed to talk about transgender issues. Yes, I can. No. I can talk about whatever right, I want. Men have every right to talk about abortion because an abortion cannot even be on the table without a man participating in one way, shape, or form. Yeah, so, it, but, you know, we don't, I think as we get older, we get smarter, except for if, if you're a radical leftist and then you're just as stupid because you stand to stay in that little wallowing hole of ignorance. But most people get smarter. They get more wise as they get older. And you look back at your life and you see those things. And so I, I, I look at, I look at where we're at with abortion specifically, and you know it, it brings me to. You remember there was, a, I'll compare it to the you know closing the border. There was a push back in the early 2000s, like 2006, 2007, to stop illegal immigration in the United States by just denying people driver's licenses, denying them the ability to get any of those things, and then that didn't work. Right? They didn't set a standard. They just said we're going to start taking things away from you. And the same thing could be said for here. We, we've got to figure out a way, Max, where we set a standard in the country. And the, the fact that, that we have this kind of loosely fit law, in, in essence, Roe versus Wade made it, made it very easy to get abortions all the way up to, I think, what is it, 30 weeks or something? It's 20, 26 the, weeks? The, the, way that, the way it reads, it, it's just, they say 27-ish weeks is viability. The point at which an unborn baby can survive outside the womb with or without medical assistance. So it doesn't have to be that the baby can survive on its own. It can be on in, in an incubator, right? If, if the baby can survive with or without medical assistance, that's the point of viability. And that after which um, abortions can be heavily, heavily restricted or outlawed. Um, but that was a 1970s definition. I mean, <laughs> today our hospitals compared to the 1970s, today's hospitals might as well be the Star Trek um, medical bridge, right? <laughs> medical wing of, of a Star, Star Trek tri uh, ship. It's orders of magnitude more advanced than what hospitals had in the 1970s. Babies can be born earlier in, uh, in the gestational process. I, I believe that, the, that there are adults among us right now who were born in the 21st week. Um, so obviously this, this is getting pushed earlier and earlier and earlier, which is fantastic news. Um, I, just, I just look at this and we're having a conversation about whether or not women should be able to be, be able to abort a baby inside of a certain window. Why is it that the conversation is always what we're going to do the baby? <laughs> it's never what are we going to do the rapist? Yeah. Right? What are we going to do the, to the father or uncle? who engaged in incest, right? It's only the baby that ever gets punished. It's never the rapist. And there are rapists today who are being let out of prison on $1,000 bail, $2,000 bail, and they're going on to rape more people. I mean, it, if the issue of rape was really what was driving this conversation, you would see a push to more heavily criminalize rape. Yeah, I, I mean, agree that, that. that seems like it's, it would be an obvious solution. But no, it's punishing the baby. And I don't I understand how any baby, as innocent as can be, could ever be legitimately punished for a crime committed by another person. I mean, it just, ethically, it's tough. It, it, I, I, I get it emotionally, it's tough. But the, the ethics of this are pretty solid. If, if the human being is alive, if it is a human being, killing it is murder. There are very rare exceptions where murder would be justified in the self-defense, true self-defense. But outside of those exceptions, it's still murder. Yeah, so um, it is murder. And frankly, we've, we've turned the world on its, on its head. I think that we just have to establish a standard. 
<clears throat> if that's six weeks, if that's four weeks, if that's three weeks, it should be, it should be on the single digits on weeks. And I'm, and I'm willing to relent, Max, that, that I can't live inside of a woman's body and I can't decide what the, the ethical standard is for them or faith-based standard is for them. But as long as we can come up with some sort of standard that says, look, you had six weeks. You had six weeks. And you would say, Joe, that, that you know, we're, we're getting towards we want zero abortions. And I think that, that just by saying that, I don't think we can get there. I don't think we can get there. I think that's a utopian dream. I think that's, a, that's men deciding for women what they have to go through. And frankly, I don't know what a, what a rape victim would have to go through, right? And a violent rape of a woman. And, and I mean, and destroy. I, I, can't, I can't do that. I can't. Listen, listen, men are raped too. Men are raped every day in this country. And they're not getting the pregnant. Only, the, but the idea that only women can be <laughs> raped and only women can even wrap their head around what it would feel like to be raped is just isn't true men are raped like i've never been raped but i've had people like get really creepy around me and 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 sexually assault me so like it can happen men can be raped men can be sexually assaulted women do not have a monopoly on what it feels like to be degraded and to be violated at the most intimate level and joe you said we we don't know what it feels like to be inside of a woman Yes, we all do. Each and every one of us was born from a woman. Max, I, mean, I think you're, I think you're no, missing we, my we, point. You're missing my no, point no, entirely. I, I get your point. I'm just pointing out. I'm pointing out that we all are able to have this conversation because we were born. Because we were born. How many people would we love to have at this table right now discussing this who never got that opportunity? Listen, it... <laughs> People still saying you can't get pregnant. You can't get pregnant. That, yes, you can get pregnant. I'm, I'm, I, I really have a hard time wrapping myself, my head around how your basic physiology gives you or any you, not just you specifically, any woman, the right to decide whether someone lives or dies. I mean, these are Democrat talking points. No, that, that I don't, black, I don't agree with Black you. people only understand racism. So you have to shut up, white people. Only black people can talk about it. Yeah, so I think it's a human being. Again, you 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 missed my point completely. My point is this: if we establish a standard, at least we have a place to go by. There is no standard right now, so the hope is is that the Supreme Court can come up with a standard that doesn't kill more babies than it does that are born. I mean, look, the the whole idea of creating abortion as a right was created in order to kill minorities. That's the truth. Margaret Sanger wanted to kill every black and brown baby that was born in this country. Her words, not mine. They built an entire, they built an entire platform on it. And then they turned it around and said, let's sell them the idea that we can do this as a convenience for you. Like going to buy a popsicle. I'll just go get an abortion. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, though, that, that oh, you say men are raped just as much as women. That's just not true. It's it's not, I didn't say that. I didn't say men are raped just as much as women. But this idea that because of what reproductive organs you have, you hold a monopoly on knowing what it feels like to be raped, that just isn't true. It just isn't true. It isn't true at all. And I'm, I'm sorry, victimhood does not give anyone the right to make someone else a victim. Being victimized yourself is not, does not give you carte blanche to kill a baby. It just doesn't. I mean, logically, ethically, it doesn't. And I get people, when people are raped, emotions, I, I can't even imagine the emotions of, of finding out that you are pregnant as the result of rape. I mean, I, I could try and try and wrap my head around it. That's something I'll never personally feel. I get that. I absolutely get that. But how does that justify murder? I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, and I mentioned earlier, when you craft this exception, short of a conviction, how do you prove that? How can you have abortion be outlawed except for in the cases of rape? How do you prove rape? Legally, if you prove it, it's going to take too long. Baby will go to term. Without a legal conviction, without an arrest, that's just, that's just a, a loophole wide enough you could drive a truck through it. If we're going to, if, 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 if we're going to be pro-life, let's be pro-life. 
because this whole, for the exceptions of rape, incest, and for the life of the mother, these are, these are exceptions that have been crafted to make sure that no matter what we do, abortion will still be legal on demand for whoever asks for it. Yeah, but I mean, that's I the think whole purpose that, behind it. I, I think that I think you, and again, I have empathy for people. I mean, I I, I live my life having empathy, empathy for people. It takes me a lot to get to a point where I literally don't even want to hear anything you say. I mean, if you're evil, I'm out, right? I just want to throw you on your neck. I'll pray for you afterwards, south side of heaven. But if you, if you want to have a conversation about setting a standard and you being the authority on it, Max, I just don't I don't believe that's true. I, I believe you can have a, you can have your point of view on this. But we're, we're talking about, as two men, talking about women and how they feel and how they see things, and their paradigm, how they see things, is completely different than the way we see things. The woman that had the abortion that I paid for, our conversation, will have they've never been the same. And she has kids. She has, I think, four kids now. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, good. I know in the back of her mind, that's the thing that she thinks about. And I know the back of my mind, that's the thing that I think about, is regret for that moment. I know, I know that that's what happened. And so I, I, would, I would say to you that you've never had to go through that, have you? We have to go through what? Being a part of an abortion. No. Okay. So I think that the perspective changes when you're in the middle of that. The perspective changes if you've been raped. The perspective changes. And I think that we just have to set a standard. All I'm saying is we have to set a standard. And what you're saying but, is there is no standard. Yeah. It starts when, well, when the sperm hits the egg. And I would tell you that is an unreasonable expectation to place upon human beings that are in the middle of a circumstance that they can either not control or shouldn't have to control. I think it's so an unreasonable expectation. Huh? Who sets the standard? I mean, uh, my my the standard I'm presenting is just is just science. Human life begins when the sperm meets the egg. Who sets the standard then? I I think that that's that's my point, Max. Is I think that if we're if we're all the way to 27 weeks, and I think what Texas has done is has has you know six weeks is plenty enough time for you to figure out whether or not you're going to have a child. I don't. I would. I would not isn't. say. I would not say six weeks. I would say three actually, weeks or two weeks isn't. or one week. But but I can't set that standard. What do you mean? Six weeks actually isn't. I mean, this is an argument that the left makes, where it's right. Six weeks is not long enough for many women to realize that they are pregnant, based on their missed period. It is very possible to be six weeks pregnant and have no idea. Right. Okay. Which is why. So, but if you're I mean, raped, is, the, one is, of the first things yeah. they do is give you a morning after pill. Which first is, thing, boom. Which is a method of abortion. But that, it happens immediately if you're raped. So I can't help it if you, for convenience, miss the six week deadline. I can't. I can't help you. I can't help you. Right. That's a convenience. That's an abortion of convenience. Right. But I think you have to set a standard. I think that I think this is much more complicated. We'd say the right to life. I would agree you have a right to life. But we're not going to solve every problem across the board. And this is the problem with the left specifically, is that they they have this utopian dream that you can get back to no abortions altogether. And and it's just a, a pink unicorn when we start talking about it's a, it's a unicorn when we start talking about the fact that this happened. We don't know if it's a unicorn because we don't have the statistics on it. All I would say is set a standard. That's it. I think the, the Texas abortion law sets a standard for six weeks. So I was, I was born premature. I was born about a month premature. There are Democrats out there who believe that a baby at my gestational stage should have been aborted. It should have been legal to abort a baby at my gestational development when I was born premature. So we have a bill that says six weeks is the cutoff. If a baby at six weeks gestation is a human being deserving of protection, why isn't a baby at five weeks, six days, equally deserving of protection? Th that's the argument, right? I mean, I mean, if, if you have babies that are born premature before they have survived, before the current level uh, that is set for, uh, for viability, if we are pro-life and we are saying that a baby at six weeks is deserving of complete and total protection, I, I'm sorry, I can't get on board with saying, well, at five weeks, six days, it's not. To me, that is the same co kind of conversation 
that you have when we talk about with the left of, oh, abortion up until the moment of delivery. A baby is a baby. Yeah. If, if we settle that, if we, if we agree on that, then there's, we shouldn't be just drawing lines in the sand because that's just a way to kind of, to kind of legitimize, legitimize murder. Do you know what I, like, you know I, what I fear? The, and I don't have a lot of fear of this world, this life. I fear the next life. You know what my fear is? My fear is, is that my son or daughter, when I die, will walk up to me and say, hi, I was what could have been. It's a real, it's a real feeling that you get when this being comes up to you and said, I could have been your son. I could have been your daughter. It is terrifying to me because I know that I made that decision. I can't go back on that decision. And I did so not based on anything other than convenience. So I'm not telling you, Max, that, that we have, we've got it all figured out. I'm saying again, if we're going to service the symptom, then we're never going to get to the problem. And the problem, the, the, the problem is pretty clear. The problem is not, you know, the, the, the abortion. The abortion is the symptom. It's, it's, the, it's the consequence, the byproduct of having a just loose society where, you know, you know it's, it's like the 70s, free love, and, but 10 times worse because now there's no consequences, no accountability, no rails. Do whatever you want. That's the, that's the world we live in right now. So set a standard and stick to the standard. But the standard was set back in Roe versus Wade in the 70s of there is no standard. And we've lived with that for 50 years. 50 years. And frankly, there, there is another argument that somebody just sent to me, and that is giving the government the authority, making the government the authority. I think I would agree with that. What about making the government the authority? You know, I just, again, I feel differently about this because I've been through it. And I'm not a woman, so I've never been through that part. And by the way, getting on here and talking about that as a Christian and thinking to myself, man, everybody says give it to God, you know, beg, you know, ask for forgiveness, and it shall be given to you. You'll never think another thought of it. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. You do think about it a lot. So we, 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 we get to this place where I just want to, I want to have all the answers and I'm pro-life now. Well, where was my pro-life then? Where was it? I didn't have pro-life then. I had pro-life if I decided to say I was pro-life, except for I didn't want to take away. And then how I justified it is I don't want to take away a woman's right to choose. She chose it. I paid for it. That's how I used to justify it. Like up to them, I'm like, ah. Didn't think a word of it. Two years later, it's the thing that stuck in my mind. What if? What if? So I think, I, I just don't, we have to do a read, Max. We do. This yeah. podcast is sponsored by Airmake Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to decide when a disaster strikes or how we get to the hospital. If you've ever gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know that's expensive and the insurance company doesn't want to cover it where it only gets more expensive if you need to be airlifted. And it's not just people who fall off the side of a mountain or get lost in the desert who need to be airlifted. Lots of people in the suburbs and even in cities need to be airlifted to hospitals just because traffic won't let them get there any other way. So don't let this bankrupt your family. Sign up with AirMedCare Network today. And when you become a member, they're going to give you up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. But in order to get that free money back, you got to sign up using our link in the description airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to fifty dollars back yeah i mean this is a, this this is a difficult conversation for a lot of people it is i'm firmly of the belief that life begins at conception that's that's something that i i think is very settled um i believe that when you kill intentionally life that is a form of murder people might not like it and some people in the conversation don't like this and I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way it's one thing to be incrementalist it's one thing to say we want to outlaw abortion 
and we're going to go piece by piece by piece. Set at 21 weeks, set at 15 weeks, set at six weeks. And as, as medicine advances to make it incremental and to get to a day when abortion never happens. I mean, that's one thing. It's another thing to, to draw a line of sand and say that abortions before this date are acceptable. And I can never, I can never get on that team. I can't. My, my problem is, is that when we draw a line in the sand, when we draw a line in the sand, if we, if we don't have a standard and we draw a line in the sand, we have to decide. I have a standard. You, you have a standard. Your standard is, you know, which, is, which aligns closely with Catholicism, no con- contraception, right? You're Catholic. No, no, no. no. Right? That, that, I'm, that, that's not what I said. I said the intentional killing of a human being that's murder. I, I would and, agree and that attention, intentional murdering of a human being is, is murder. I would agree. But I would also agree that the standard by which that is measured, we have to create a standard. We have to create a standard, Max. You may not like it. And I may not like the choices that are made inside of that standard. And somebody said that the Bible is a standard. I would say, okay, I agree with you. If the Bible is a standard, it says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Frankly, I like that standard. They stole my election. They killed people. They killed my friend by putting some pandemic in place. I could argue that they've killed many Americans across the U.S. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Do I want to go there? Absolutely. Is it a standard of the Bible? Yes. And you say, well, that's the Old Testament. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot that when they made the New Testament, they took the Old Testament and they retired it. No, they didn't. We still refer to it. It also said women should be stoned, that, that gays should be killed. It says a lot of things. Women can't wear pants. Women can't wear pants. Have you guys seen 1883? <laughs> the prequel to Yellowstone? Have you seen it? It's pretty easy to figure out that, you know, they couldn't wear pants. We, we have got to be, have some compassion for people in the, out there. I don't have compassion for evil because I shouldn't have to. But the conflict that we have is one that we create. There's no, until, you, until you go through it and understand it, you can't have that perspective. All I'm saying is simple. I'm pro-life. I wish nobody would get an abortion. That's just not a realistic expectation. That's a utopian, radical leftist Talking point. That's what they do. Well, no, no. There, there's a difference. There's a difference between saying that you you hope that no one would get an abortion and you would criminalize it. I mean, like, I hope no one gets murdered, right? No one should ever get murdered. No, no living, breathing human being outside the womb should ever be murdered. I understand. I understand that people are going to get murdered. That murderers are out there. That doesn't mean that we would ever set aside a certain age where it's legal to kill people. I mean, that's euthanasia, right? I mean, yeah. like we're, we're talking about this. I, I see, I, I do not see any difference between a baby in the womb and a 99 year old. It is never legal, it is never moral, ethical, or just to kill that human being. And it, it, yeah, I, I understand murder's gonna happen. There are murders out there, crimes of passion are gonna happen, but you still do everything in your power to stop it from happening. And you still hold people accountable who perpetrate it. Now, am I, ta- am I talking know, about throwing women in you know, No, I, no. I want to I want to talk about the Pharisees. Doctors, I want to talk about yeah. the people that that hung Jesus from a cross. Let's talk about that. They talked about righteousness and 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 ethics. And then they they beat a man to where his back was split open and then had him walk up two miles to his own death. I mean, uh, we, we, we unequally apply things all the time. It's like the, you know, the, it's like the radical lefts and the, 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 this mindset that right to choose, a woman's body, right to choose. You, have, you own your body. And then when it comes to a vaccine, they're like, no, 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 we get to jab the hell out of you with it. Right? I, I just want a standard. From a standard, I can develop things going backwards or forwards. Right? It, we, can, we can start using science to get people to a better place where they make better choices. But we don't have a standard. We don't have a standard, Max. We don't have a standard across the nation, and I think that's what the Supreme Court is going to rule on. I hope that the standard becomes the Texas abortion law. I hope that is the standard. That is my hope. But it much like, the hell me. what's that? It scares the hell out of me. I mean, we, it, have a, we have we have we Supreme Court justices who just proclaimed 
without any evidence that there are 100,000 kids on ventilators. I'd agree with you because they're liars. The left, the, the radical left are liars. They're liars. Do you expect them to tell the truth? They've been lying about everything. They lied about a pandemic. They lied about the border. They lied about our elections. They continue to lie. They've weaponized everything from the judiciary. They've, the judiciary's weaponized. The legislative branch is rep, wep, weaponized. Our, our police forces are now weaponized. Is there a part of our society that is not weaponized? Technology, media, they parrot it, parrot it, parrot it, parrot it. They find some Republican that they can stand up on a thing saying that there's no election fraud, and they use that for the, for the, to, to convince people there's no election fraud. I agree. But this doesn't solve the argument. The, how you solve the argument is you get back to a basis of where our standard is. We can go from there, but we don't have a standard. We literally are swishing it in the water. And what that does, it allows the radical left, it allows the evil to, to survive. It allows it to survive. What I'm saying is stop the survival. Stop it. Stop it from surviving by creating a standard. If that standard is six weeks, at least I have a standard. But right now across the country, people are going from Texas to New York so they can kill a baby at 30 weeks. It's crazy. It's crazy. If we're going to, again, if we're going to set a standard, and it's going to be six weeks. And, and, and yeah, no, six weeks would, would, would outlaw most abortions. Most. 80% right? probably? The problem, is, the problem is the exceptions are for after six weeks. So the exceptions for rape, incest, and life of the mother, those are for after six weeks gestation to legalize that. That's still a loophole you can drive a truck through. That's how wide that is. Um, fine. If, if, we, if we want to set that as six weeks, fine. But I'll tell you, Joe, I will be waking up every single day to fight for the rights of children in the womb that are five weeks, six days gestation. I will, because it's, if it's incrementalism, fine. But I, I, we cannot put our heads on our pillows and go to sleep at night and live in a world where a six-week-old baby is a human being, but a five-week, six-day baby is not. We can't. So if it's incrementalism, great. I'm right there, for, right there with you. But the next day, day one, post that bill, fighting to make it earlier. Yeah, look, I, I don't I think that this is the problem. This is what they want from us. They, they want us to have a place that's so loose and so open. It's, it's the whole argument about marijuana. And look, we have people here that smoke marijuana and they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with marijuana. And I would tell you. Sure, there is. Sure, there is. There's plenty wrong with marijuana. There's plenty wrong with it. I don't choose it for me. People choose it for themselves. Heck, my mother smokes marijuana. <laughs> and she's a Christian woman. And I would say, she said to me, Joe, it's not. It's, it's actually good for your body. It's proven. I'm like, well, I don't want to hear it. Because <laughs> I've set a standard. I, I have a, a stake in the road. I'm like, I, I don't want to hear it. I, I see the homeless problems we have in those states that have legalized marijuana. I see it. I see the fact that drug dealers, unintended consequences, the drug dealers are now selling fentanyl that are killing our kids because they can't sell marijuana anymore. So where they didn't have a job before where they could traffic marijuana up, now they're like, oh, okay, can't have marijuana? I'm going to send meth up. I'm going to kill all your kids. I'm going to lace it with fentanyl. I'm going to send up cocaine and heroin, and I'm going to send up a, a boatload of needles. And you'd say it's not a gateway. Maybe it's not, but the unintended consequences of that develop something completely different. And that's killing our kids at a rate that is not sustainable. And yet we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. I'm, I don't want incrementalism. I want to have a standard. I want to put a stake in the ground. The radical left is the evil of our society. They're the exact thing that they say that they're fighting against. They want to talk about doing good while they literally slit your throat. That is the radical left. There is no, there is no two ways to look at it. You can't look at them any other way than that. And so by setting that standard, you literally are disrupting, and maybe there is a, a, you could drive a truck through it. And by the way, this is going to disrupt their ability to sell body parts and, you know, uh, and, and do the things that they're doing at Planned Parenthood that's under the table that you can't see. I agree. It's going to stop all that from happening. And they're going to probably try to find a way around it. But we have a standard that we then can prosecute people from. And if we have to move that to three weeks, move it to three weeks. If we have to move it to one week, we move it to one week. But we have a standard because right now, not having a standard, it leaves it up to radical agendas, compromised legislative branches, compromised judiciaries, and it allows them to make choices 
based on their personal freakoidedness in their head. Justification. So set a standard. I'll take the six weeks for now. I'll take the six weeks because it will pr- pretty much save 80% of the babies out there. Now, somebody actually made a point, Max. I want to put the, bring this up. Somebody said that there are that the, the, the argument could be made that there are um, that there are plenty of babies that that need to be adopted, right? Or excuse me, there's not enough babies to be adopted. And I will tell you this: I had gone through home study. I, I wanted to adopt a child, right? Started this whole thing. We wanted to adopt a child, my, my wife and I. We walked through this entire process. They brought a book to me. Four. 180 kids. In Denver alone right now, there are over 500 kids. 500 kids in Denver. In the Denver county, city and county of Denver, 500 kids that are in the, the system ready to be adopted. 500. These kids, the process is so bad that when they brought the book, by the way, half of those kids suffer from shaken baby syndrome or something much worse. Half. A quarter of those kids have major physical disabilities. And you still, I'm like, listen, under the age of eight, I need as many years as they are old to turn them around so they can become a productive part of the society. And, and frankly, I will tell you, I said, I can't have a little girl. I can't. And they were like, why? And I was like, because if I hear a story of, you know, my, my uncle raped me, I'm liable to go kill that person because the rage that would that would that they got away with that would just burn inside of me. So I'm like, I can't. My wife is like, Joe, and I'm like, I can't. I'm sorry, I can't. I cannot. I can't. Under the age of eight. So now I got it down to, and I was like, you know, I, I had some some parameters on disabilities. I'm sorry, I don't have the I don't have the ability to have a heavily disabled child. I, I don't. Not that I wouldn't if we one was born to me, but I didn't have that ability to, to I knew that I probably couldn't handle that given all the things that I've done. And so I sh- I I go through the process. I get I go through the home study that took almost a year. They asked me about my kids. My kids were, you know, almost through high school. Actually, my, my daughter was through high school. Went through this entire process. And then, and then what do you think happened, Max? Nothing. They said the next part of the process takes two to four years. You should actually just foster care someone, kids, and that way you could pick one. That's what they said. And I'm thinking yep. to myself, this child is being put on a clock. This, this child's being put on a, on a clock and, and frankly, we, we treat them like things, like they don't matter. So, so they're, they're, it's not the problem that there's not enough kids to be adopted. There are tens of thousands of children that want to be adopted that are there to be adopted. The system slows it down to keep them in that process, keep them in that system. And what happens to that eight-year-old that somebody gives up because three years into it, they can't adopt that child? How about that? Or how about the family that wants to adopt it? I talked to a couple of foster parents that wants to adopt that child, and the, and the, and the, the system comes in and says, well, that child's been in your care for two and a half years. We're going to put him somewhere else now. And they're like, well, we're trying to adopt him. We're trying to adopt her. But we can't. You won't, you won't let us adopt him. Where's the mother? Oh, the mother's in jail. She gets out in eight years. So she, she's not willing to give up her parental rights. The kid's eight. She's in jail for another eight years. Give him a life. So, so we have massive problems in our society. But it's, it's, not, it's not because we don't have good people that want to solve those problems. We want to solve it. But there's no standard. There's nothing to tell a parent when they get involved in the adoption process that, hey, here, here's a child that needs a home. Do you want to meet with this child? No. Instead, they line them up like you're going to some dumb friends league and picking out a dog. And then they tell you it's going to take two to three years for that to happen. Hey, maybe you should foster care because we want to sustain ourselves. And maybe by then you'll decide you don't want the child. Hey, try it first. Send it back. <laughs> the whole thing is crazy. It's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> As we get ready to wrap up, if we can put up my screen, Mr. Producer, this is a poll that just got released by the Knights of Columbus and Marist 
a poll of the country on this issue of abortion. And this is the this is the the big one. They asked people who are pro-life and pro-choice when they think abortion should be legal. And people in the comment section giving me heat on refusing to set a date where I think it's acceptable. 84% of people who identify as pre-life, pro-life, do not want to set a date either. What? They do not believe that a date should be set. No, right here. So uh, 98% of, of pro-life, people who identify as pro-life, think that it should either be never permitted, only to save the life, rape, incest, save the life of the mother, or only during three months of pregnancy. You take out that 14, 84% of people who identify as pro-life do not believe that there should be a set standard for a point in gestation where it should be legal to kill a baby. Electively. Okay. They're talking I... about exceptions and never. Okay. I, so I, just I, so... point, point this out. People can believe whatever they want to believe, believe, and that's fine. Obviously, we're, we're closer than we are far apart on this. And I'm going I'm to work to convince you guys to get on my side. But 84% of people who identify as pro-life do not want a set time frame for elective abortions. Yeah, but, but that goes against both sides, just so you know. In case of rape, incest, or save the life of the mother, it could go all the way up to 40 weeks. So your, your argument doesn't mean oh, it's yeah, never... No, I mean, that, that's right? what I mean, so you, the so loophole. The, the, I want to get people here. I want to so get only people here. And, and actually, 21%, because a, a true situation where the mother's life is at risk, yes. Not where they actually say oh, it's her mental health. That's the nonsense. But no, I mean, even just right here, five and six is, is uh, 44% of pro-lifers. And the crazy thing is 20% of pro-choice do not want a date set. 20% of people who identify as pro-choice only want the exceptions. We, we, are, we, are, we are getting to a place, though, you can start looking at, and by the way, the chart at the bottom kind of shows the differences where, where people are, if you look at that, from 2021 to 2008, yeah. and where that, number, where that number lies. And you start seeing it come back up again, 64% to 76%. Because people are recognizing that they're trying to change the ethos of our nation n quite on purpose by bringing people on the outside where they have us kill off our own here on the inside. They're killing off American values by bringing foreigners into our country and, and not teaching them about American values and now telling them they can do whatever they want. The people are starting to wake up to the realization that this is where we are. Th there is an American, and this is not just, you talk about pro-choice and pro-life, there is an American... There's a, there's a thing that's happening right now in, in, our, uh, in our value system where people are going, hey, listen, and the Republicans, by the way, are saying that more people are, are identifying with Republicans. That's not true. That's not true. That is a lie. Nobody cares about the Republican Party. It is trash. What they care about is the values assigned to being right of center. That's what they care about. And that's what we should concentrate on. They, they, they care about the, the ethical principles of God. And that's what you're seeing happen. A 10% swing in six months? You see that? A uh, year. Oh, yeah, six months, six months, yeah. Six yeah. months, yeah. That's a big swing. Yeah. It's a big swing. Well, we are out of time. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe everywhere you can find us. We're on DLive, we're on Rumble, we're on CloudHub, conservative-daily.com, Frank Speech. Make sure you follow us at all those places. Sometimes things happen. We don't go live on one of the places, technological problems. But make sure you follow all of them. Subscribe to all of them so you can watch no matter what. Also, make sure you subscribe to the audio version of the podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. We go live 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, so tune in for that. If you need a little reminder, you can text the word FREEDOM to 89517. You'll get added to our text alert system. We'll give you a notification telling you what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. Uh, that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Altman. Remember, everyone, the fight to take back the country isn't over yet, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.